in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Hello and welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. I think it's a testament to the unique, I, I, I'd almost say special bond the three of us have cultivated over, over the years in that mm. I've been pretty scatterbrained in the last half hour. Like I've been like, oh, you know, where's... Where are my trousers? Where's my beer? Where's my microphone? You know, you know, completely uh, to the point where I had a hate and a love lined up, and then I forgot them because and then I've had to like re rediscover them. Oh shit! And then the moment we we press record, it doesn't matter. It's just suddenly it's, gone. it's all melted away. Suddenly it's gravy. Here we are. Yeah, this is this is the power of our professionalism, and I think, and I think it's something that people just take mm. for granted as listeners <laughs> that when they listen to us, they're like. These guys are just so slick and so polished and so well rehearsed all the time. And the truth is that we're not, but we just activate it so yeah. purposely, like an instinct when the mics go live. It's the thing is, the thing about it is this all sounds ad libbed, this podcast. It oh, yeah. down bad. to the down to the minutest detail, this is scripted. We spend the whole week strategizing, word by mm. word almost, what would be the best thing to say next. Every actually... every um or anything that sounds like it's not supposed to be there is all scripted. Yeah. Indeed, and um, you know they they say it's really hard to work with. Like, like this pause, animals. for example. <laughs> animals. This pause here. This sounds like you don't know what you're doing, John. But it's entirely scripted. Yeah, my laugh is scripted as well. Well, they say it's really hard to work with animals, and I have to say that is probably the most challenging thing because we, we, us three, we can be rationalised with, we understand things, but getting Daisy. Well. To bark at the right time. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. very tricky. Getting her to occasionally appear on camera. I know the listener doesn't get to enjoy that, but I, and I it affects do. Our Drinking water as well at the right moment is a very hard yeah. skill to master. Oh, it is, yeah. And at that time, you know, the beer exploded on air. Like, everybody thought yeah. that was quite a spontaneous moment. But we went through about 38 cans yeah, you know, yeah. Trying, we, trying were, to... we were absolutely hammered by the time we got around to that. <laughs> a lot of the and that wasn't cans... through drinking. No. That was ambient. That was just in the air. That was like oh, coming yeah. through our pores. Yeah. We're like five deep before we start recording. <laughs> Actually, before we start doing anything on a day, really. Um, I've got really into um, uh, putting like a small uh, like little packet of maybe like black tar uh, heroin like under, <laughs> my, under my tongue, like just at the start it. of each episode. I feel that really kind of yeah. slow release. That's what you want. That's probably why the walls melt away. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I often, I was actually thinking because, you know, you mentioned like slickness. Um, we've had some varying audio quality over over the years. Sure. You know. Like um, that episode that sounded like it was recorded on a Talkboy FX Plus pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, one, that one we did inside a water tank wasn't very good. No, very... no. But it did, it did have a wonderful sense of rising tension <laughs> throughout the episode. <laughs> Everyone, everyone kept getting flashbacks. There was, oh like, a harp, there was like a harp playing in the yeah. background. Um, but no, I was going to say, I feel like nowadays, even though we're recording remotely, maybe even because we're recording remotely, 
you know, we've got nice, nice audio quality. Um, you know, it's pretty slick. Uh, it really is. You know, rate- I, feel, I feel when we are back in the same room, which isn't too far away, hopefully, it's going to go to shit. Mm. I reckon Frankly. probably we'll have to we'll have to find a whole new rhythm. I guess like very soon we're going to be able to be outside and together. I wonder if we do an outdoor episode and get some we of could. that ambience, you know, get some of those well, birds tweeting. We could do an early morning, you know, I a mean, couple of cups of tea. Back in the day, in the, in the before before times, uh, Chris mm. Ray and I used to record outdoor episodes. We did of the uh, Progenitor podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, Big Punch Classic. That's and right. I'll be honest with you, John, I don't remember anything we talked about on that <laughs> podcast. Uh, um, and we must have done about 30 episodes. Yeah, I mean, we just... It didn't have it didn't have the rigid the rigid format, which we've never deviated from. Yeah, I think mean, that was its biggest that's, problem. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Format is king, as we know on this podcast. And also, like, we learned lessons, or you learned lessons from that, primarily the fact that you didn't have me on it, which is a big lesson yeah. you learned. Um, and and learn to to pull it all together for this one. You know, it's 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 just a bump in the road that got us to where we are, and that's fine. <laughs> the what the more worrying thing is that this is our A game. <laughs> this, this one. Oh God, it's never going to get better than this. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> peak. So... <laughs> yeah, but what but what a peak it is. I know. Um, I know. We said off air, or Nick suggested off air that we um, we mention uh, the new a show called Hate Animation. That came out, but you mm. said we'd do it at the end of the episode. I did say that. You ruined it. Well, it's too, it's now, too late so. now, John. You've done so, it. You I'd, uh, it so. I'd like to bring it up now, if only can't because put that genie back in the bottle, can we? Fucking hell! Uh, I can't uh, wait for what? people I... to click off. I can't wait for people to click off this to go watch the video. Well, yeah, and nice not one, come John. back to this. Yeah, yeah nice but no, one, but you, you, you two have already seen it. You've lived it. You've been there. Hang on, I'm uh, gonna go watch it now. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna log off this Zoom call and go watch the video. What? What I wanted to say is, it's like you know, we've got some, some lovely, encouraging viewing figures, which are great. Um, a lot of people have, have clicked like. Uh, you know, we've really had... Nice. How many it, likes are there? I don't even look at that. Uh, it's about... Th- call it 350. It's 349. Well, I have 351 friends. So, <laughs> so, who, well, so, someone, so someone's slacking. So it's John and me. <laughs> but, my point, but my point is, the thing I find interesting, and this happened on our previous animation as well, mm. um, for every... Pretty much uniformly, for every 100 likes, there's one dislike. Is that right? Yeah, which I find... I find, I don't mind that people dislike our videos. They are allowed to do that. I just find it fascinating that it's a 1 to 100 ratio on well, both our one, videos. There are, there are 3.49 dislikes. Hey, that sounds like a pretty good fucking ratio in my book. And secondly, yes. I never understand people who click dislike on a YouTube video. Like, yeah. like I never click like on a YouTube video. I don't think I've ever clicked the little thumbs up on a YouTube video, ever, on any no, video. I uh, and I've loved some YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so quite, yeah. To go as far as to click dislike suggests we really piss them off. I feel like, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to, like, be pleased with the 349 likes, but there'll be, like, that episode of Frasier where one person didn't like him. <laughs> And he just hunted him down. Yeah, just wanted to know what he didn't like about him. Yeah, it's going to kind of weigh on me now. Like who? And again, like as you say, you've got to have such a strong reaction. I think you do because, as I say, there are YouTube videos that I have loved, and I haven't clicked the like button. Which means even like the amount that you can love a YouTube video still sits within that middle ground of not hitting like or dislike. I'm still in that middle ground, and yet this person, these three people, these three fucking bastards. (laughs) 
clearly hated it so much that they left that middle ground and they went down yeah. and they went fuck you to the video and they hit that I down. feel like these poor ridiculous people <laughs> who yeah, need our who need our them. sympathy and a good beating um <laughs> Simply just want to be acknowledged, and here it is. Here it is. You're but they won't listen. Scum, they probably don't listen I, to the show. I hate you forever. <laughs> but there you go. There's your acknowledgement. You got it direct from Chris. You know, Ray. it did cross my mind that calling ourselves a show called Hate may incorrectly give people the impression that we are an angry, um, aggressive, um, belligerent show. Which I feel only is... one. Only one of us. <laughs> yeah, I feel. <laughs> It's maybe you know not the case, and and we've done a we've done a lot of you know damage control on that. But sure, thank you for undoing it put, so quickly. We put we yeah. put out a lot of PR fires, haven't we? Um, <laughs> I guess we 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 should probably say an absolutely massive massive thank you to Deep Blue Ink, aka aka Harry, for doing just the most incredible job on on the he animation. Make, he makes us funny. It's incredible. He does make us. It does. It, it, to be fair, it does, I don't remember what we said being that funny. No. To be fair. No. To be fair. So well done, well done to Harry, <laughs> making us look semi-competent at what we <laughs> proclaim we are good at. What I what I do love about becoming a cartoon character is that. Um, oh my god! You look just more of a rounded person when you're a cartoon, <laughs> like. People... I mean, literally, in my case, literally. In your case, literally, yes. Very much so I've got a in your big, case. big round head. You have a big round head. <laughs> well, yeah. are you happy with the depiction of you? I think... um, let's say yes. <laughs> to be fair. Harry might be listening. No, it's fine. We are I, like all that quite... I, I like that I'm blue because it's Gillingham colours. Ah, uh, he probably say did that, that on much. purpose. Yeah. That was entirely... But, I got a, I got a, but the first time I what saw colour? it, I, looked, your, I thought your my head looked like a gammon. <laughs> you don't look like a gammon. You look like a grape more than anything. John, I think you're pink and I'm green. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm no, I'm red purple. and you're you're pink. Yeah. Oh, we're different. Okay, we're you're quite. Like, you're like a purpley. Oh, yeah. I'm a purpley. Okay, yeah. The rationale was meant to be, uh, Chris Ray, you are a big fan of Gillingham. Yeah. Was that deliberate? That was de- that was deliberate. Oh, oh wow, I didn't know that. And uh, and Nicholas, you uh, you are uh, magenta is your favourite colour. Indeed, uh, it, it is. kind of became more of as you say, like a pur- a purple purple sort of thing. But That's, I still like it. And it's also the, the show colour as well, because I did yeah. the design work on the show. Indeed, so. indeed, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's inevitable. Um, but yeah, Harry, you're an absolute hero. Thank you so much. It just, yeah. it just looks tremendous. Absolutely love it. Um, made us funnier than we've ever been. And here's to more. Here's to more, I say. Because as you just said, and I never put it into this context, like, we're cartoon characters now. This is what it's like yeah. to be like a voice actor for a cartoon show. This is what it feels like. And I'll tell you how it feels. It feels good. It feels pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel does. like it opens many, many doors for merchandise. Yes. I'm going to put it on my CV. I have, now. and I have thought about this a lot though, but it's like when you are a cartoon character, you you are literally a two-dimensional character, by which I mean, it's like, who's, yeah. a, who's, a, who's, a, who's a famous, I, I suddenly can't think of any cartoon. Who's a famous cartoon character? Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Banana Man. Bana- <laughs> okay. Uh, Banana Man. Okay. He, he goes on fun adventures. You know, is is he is he a kid? Is he a banana themed superhero? Who cares? He's gonna have a great time. It's not um, a cartoon never shows the moments where he's off. Yeah, a cartoon never shows the moments yeah. where he's like he's had a busy day of adventuring. He comes home. He forgot to do the shopping earlier. There's not much in the fridge. He kind of enough to make like half a meal, and he's got like two two cans of Stella. It, <laughs> 
a cartoon never shows the grey moments where Batman is sitting in his sweatpants, kind of watching, um, <laughs> watching I don't know, <laughs> reruns of um, Sharps. Um, I don't know Sharps Adventure yeah. in India. I don't know and stuff. And, uh, and 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 you only get the highs and the lows. Yeah. You never get the the crushing middles. When and this you're is a cartoon the thing, is character. That, is that like we chose? I should say you chose John, uh, but with our consultation, that clip to be the, our next animation, um, and mm. therefore you were able to pick amongst the wasteland you could call <laughs> our podcast of of sort of dry, lacking material, and find yeah. find a little mountain of 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 ore to to really pull something out of. It wasn't good then, but it had potential. Um, and you you sort that out, and that as a snapshot makes us look like we're that funny across All the, time. the board. So I mean, it, it, the thing is, it turns out you can polish a turd. <laughs> so that that's a that's a lesson, isn't it? For there everybody. we go. Lesson. I'm happy my, to take that away. End my thinking is, and there wasn't oh. there wasn't much consultation because this isn't a democracy. No, but, that's true. But I've when we uh, <laughs> when we uh, when when we do another, when we ask when we ask Harry very kindly, when we supplicate be ourselves before. Before his throne, oh great, Harry! <laughs> we ask him, d- 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 please, my lord, could you do can another? We have some more, please. Could you do another can we cartoon? Have, can we have some more cartoons, please, Harry? Come um, on, Harry. When, when we wait for the beating from our old gold, our golden lord, um, <laughs> we'll have to find another clip, and and and, and we can do it in a democratic. You know, the next time we say something genuinely funny, it might okay. it might be another ten episodes. It could, it could be a while yet. Let's it raise a flag and yeah. say that's. That's animation worthy. We can do something with that. Uh, and um, or fans write in, oh, write, write into in. our PO oh, box. What would what would you like to see animated? Yeah, I always think this is dangerous when we open things like this up to people because then we never get responses. Yeah, I was going to say it's fine, really, because because no one gives a fucking like, shit. Someone brought, someone brought up on the Facebook group recently that we offered a fruit basket once. I don't even remember doing that. I know, I know. I was going to bring we that did, up as I well. Do, I'm I horrified because no, I, I can't that. even remember. But it's also interesting that nobody entered. <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure we offered that fruit basket knowing full well that even if people did enter, yeah. they wouldn't get a fucking fruit basket. I think, so. I mean, I think I'll be, uh, anything I offer as a prize on this show, you cannot take that to the bank. Except for Colgate. For God's sake, do not take we, that to the bank. We kind of, yeah, as you say, we, we, we offered it in the full knowledge that our fans, you know, modest, modest community as it is, uh, probably know that we're full of shit and won't, e- and won't ever follow through on it's something. It, I, think, I think it's very important to establish that we definitely are. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. If it was ever in doubt, now now please know for certain. Please. Yeah. It would also be nice if um, we could, I'm thinking if we could highlight Chris Ray in some way, you know, get a bit of that Chris Ray flavour in our Thank next you. highlight clip. But I, I am aware that... Well, most of what I say isn't that funny. I well, feel no, like... I say that most of what you say is is funny, but in a kind of like um, non animation friendly way. Aggressive. <laughs> like... No, I feel like Chris Ray has been the standout star of both our animations, right? Mm. Because in the first one, he had the bit where he's like, "That's how you know," and his face my got face, smaller and smaller, one, which yeah. I thought was made very my, made fun. my head look even more like a gammon. And um, and in the latest one, he's the one who just says "pork box," like yeah. a- apropos of nothing. <laughs> I actually, I actually came up with that whole thing, and then when you just ran with it, yeah, yeah, so no, I, I was like, I was like the uh, the carrier, if you like, yeah, for that joke. Well, you were zero, yeah. Do you know what's kind of harrowing? And I, I, I don't suggest that we look it up now. But 
after which, which that means we definitely no. So up. don't look it up now because we've got a podcast to record. Oh, but right, after yeah. that amazing animation from Deep Blue Ink came out, I actually went on YouTube and I searched for Pork Box. <gasps> oh, oh. My God. and I shit you not. I think there may have been an an attempt Brilliant. to bring Pork Box to the world. Wait, about you mean as an actual e- product? Somebody somewhere. There's a video of it. Oh my god! I think it may have actually existed. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon at some point, most products you could conceivably come up with have probably existed in some form. I but remember, seeing... but they failed miserably to commercialize. In the in the comments of our latest animation by Deep Blueing called Pork Box, um, <laughs> there is a comment from someone saying we have those in England and it's full and it's full of dried jerky and dried sausages. And I was like, don't. I don't know about that because we're no, from, we we're that's, from England. <laughs> that's either that is either mistaken or a filthy liar. <laughs> so, yeah, because you're saying because because I'm from England and I know <laughs> and I know everything all, that's in all, England. All commercial items that are Listen, available. John, John, I'm not professing to know every commercial item in England, but what I am te- professing is that I know every pork-related item yeah. in England. Okay, exactly. I'm just saying I'm in some very exclusive Facebook groups with other Greg's managers, and I I get the first hint. We any... know, we know what's out there. Okay, well I know I know every product I make a joke about or would be product. Imagine that. Imagine poor old Harry's gone to all that painstaking effort to make us funny. And then one of the comments is, we've already got that in England. We've already it's got called Pork Box Subscription Service. <laughs> I subscribe is, is that... to it. I, d- I subscribe to it. You're wrong. It already exists. You see, now, this is the exact shit I'm talking about. Because I'm like, oh, let's find, let's find a Chris Ray highlight reel that we can turn into comedy. And you have potentially now just taken a new listener yep. and put them on uh, blast. No, no. Oh, that person's not listening to this. Or they they, that person, no, they're not. They're not. That <laughs> not person, anymore. They're not that now. Per- <laughs> that person has gone on and gone, I know, I'll just claim that exists in England because I know this is the mostly American audience. And then this it is... makes us look like a bunch of twats. This is what's so funny, though, is because the comment is sort of framed as though we wouldn't know. Like, yeah. like we're an American podcast. or Do they or... think we're English? Not I'd... English. Or pretending to be English? I don't know. But the way it's phrased is like, actually, in England, though, we do imagine, have pork box. Imagine if we were putting these voices on. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a hell of a grift. Of all the voices I could choose, though, this one? I would, no, I wouldn't. I, I listen to myself back and I think, good God. <laughs> what a shame. Oh, yeah, like, and, you know, here's me borderline. The reason, like, I, I speak quite differently when I'm doing a podcast because I do, like, the kind of... I try to do, like, the kind of BBC Queen's English kind so of pronunciation because I'm aware voice. that in any other scenario... I talk like I've got a fork in my mouth because <laughs> I've, I have like the remnants of a weird speech impediment from when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't think you sound that different on a podcast from, from reality. Thank you, in, Nicholas. In That's very head, kind of you. In my head, I sound like an English Johnny Bravo. <laughs> but then when I listen to it back, I sound like Jimmy Cranky or something. I That's thought, how our fans describe you as an English when Johnny. When you started talking, I know you said Johnny Bravo. My head went to Johnny English, so I thought you said I sound like an English Johnny English. Rowan Atkinson's got a nice voice. Yeah. We've got we've got. Not when when he's being Mr. Bean, John. Silly. (sighs) Anyway, sorry, I was having a sip. That's normally the point where I would say I would fill the dead air. But Mm. do we? Does anybody have a hate? 
See that oh. bark there? The daisy oh. just barked. That's all, com- that's all completely scripted. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a producer might, off camera with a stick. I, people might think I'm just sitting in the lounge recording an episode and then the dog barks because someone's come to the door. That was scripted. Don't yeah. worry about that. I just, you know, I just love the fact that people, there's other shows out there and maybe they're more professional, maybe they're funnier, maybe they have a bigger audience, maybe they earn more, maybe their equipment is better. Stop! Uh, maybe they have more respect. Stop! But... <laughs> I've, lost few... I've lost sight of what we're doing now. Oh God, yeah, sorry, I'm just too busy crying. Um, but there are a few shows where you would get this kind of honesty, this kind of yes. like raw background yeah foley foley yeah and i think that's what people come to us for i think that's what they come come for and they stay for and i should say that um, lucy is actually uh just off camera uh she's she has headphones on and yet she's somehow waving at me so clearly something isn't loud enough incredible she's probably listening live i'm too loud i'm too loud sorry john john's too loud we're streaming this uh podcast live on twitch which she's probably watching so That's not true. Don't go to Twitch. No, don't go to Twitch. Not that it would matter anyway. Do not leave. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. We do not open links in new tabs. Please do not click away. But who has a hate? I've got a hate. Chris has got one. No, Chris. What's your name? Christopher. I'm the other one. Hello. My good friend. (laughs) Friends Um, for years. My hate is incorrect footwear. Okay. And I realised when I thought about this earlier okay. today okay. that it's dominated most of my adult life in some way. <laughs> okay. Having wearing the incorrect footwear. Okay. Start, let me take you back. Oh, to, yeah. On a journey. <laughs> I'm 18, standing outside a nightclub. Buckaroo. Uh, <laughs> you look pretty old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and do you remember that phase where everyone went through as a teenager where you think you've got to wear basically your school shoes to get oh, into God. a nightclub? The, uh, AKA the only Your only smart, smart pair of shoes. It's the only smart shoes, shoes you have. Yeah. And yeah. the stress when you're when you're basically queuing, you think, oh shit, I didn't wear my school shoes out. They're not going to let me in. They're not going to let me into this nightclub, this terrible, terrible nightclub. That for some I reason I want in because to pay all my 10 friends quid here to get in. And it will be embarrassing. Yeah. So the stress of waiting in that queue and then going, no, we're in the right shoes, you can't come in. It's like... What can I say to that? How can I persuade you that I'm not some sort of criminal or heathen because I've got the wrong footwear on? I mean, judge me because of the gun I'm carrying, not because of the shoes I'm wearing. That's yeah. what I've often said. Yeah. Or and like, that... look at my face for fuck's sake. Like, have you seen a person that looks like this? Look at my look at my tattooed face and tell me I'm the wrong kind of clientele. I'll take that, but my shoes, how dare you, sir? And that has happened to me going to Liquid, I believe it was called, in Gloucester. And I had right. to go out. That's like, there's your first Jesus. mistake. Everyone, everyone goes in because, of course, they do because they're young and they want to do fun things. Well, they don't want to come back with me. And I, I had to just go home. And I'm like, well, you know, that's shit. But it's sort of on me, really, because I've, I've worn the wrong footwear out. And I look, must look just like a casual. That, <laughs> I, I can't tell if... That's a thing of the past because we are now well, ancient that's the and haven't been. That's exactly been to... what I mean. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is that just me sounding old? It was an issue when we were that age, when we were cusp of eighteen, getting into places, trying to look legal age despite being legal age, and yeah. it was an issue then. But I remember later in life, like when I was like mid twenties, and I was going to pubs and clubs or whatever, and I would be wearing, I would never wear school, school shoes and stuff like that. 
So how was I getting into places? Did I just look more respectable? Because I find that very hard to now, believe. Yeah, yeah I feel I feel like in the years since I got into places wearing not smart shoes, but not trainers, say. Is but, this... no, but no, no less or more smart than the shoes I was wearing then that but they I... wouldn't allow me into said venue. Are you just describing the rise of sketches? As, wow. as a corporate entity, because so that's interesting that you should mention that, John, because I do wear sketches. I, I, I wear you? I wear sketches as well, and that does mean uh... now. And also, Chris Frey, I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I feel I've known mm. known you long enough to to say this. Are you a hundred percent certain it was the shoes? <laughs> um, well, that's what the, that's was it what the, the nice man at the, at the door said. Because yeah, you I have to pick something. Because yeah. I have seen you. Here we go. Throw we go. up in your hands. Oh, on a God. dance floor, in your yeah. cupped hands, while running to the toilet. <laughs> I think you've got me confused with someone else, John. And I've also seen you get turned away from a nightclub for being um, so drunk. They, I don't know what they imagined would happen. It probably they'd probably have to have an ambulance well, on speed dial. This this brings me to a night we shared in Edinburgh, where I tried to get into a nightclub. And I was basically told, you can't come in, you're too drunk. This is, I think, what you're talking about. I believe it and is I, that, that incident, yes. And my answer to that was, you're being too vague. You need to, <laughs> you need to be more specific about why I can't come in. They were like, you're too drunk. I was like, you're not being specific enough. You need to tell me why I can't come in. And he I mean, argued who goes... with them for four hours. I was there, yeah. And then I no. went home, and then I went back to where we were staying, and I ate a chippy, which I'm, I'm still not sure to this day, was mine. Yeah, because cool. you, you did say, you told me afterwards that you did kind of teleport home. Like you have absolutely no memory <laughs> I, of how... There is like a scene missing in a silent movie sort of thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I honestly thought I was going to die the following morning. That's maybe one of the drunkest I've ever been yeah. in Sorry my life. That. Well, no, because we had to check out. We were in a hostel. We had to yeah, like... Yeah, I remember. We had to flee the city. Yeah, I remember you waking me up and just like, my eye, oh, God, God, good God. What fun that was. I miss it. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. What a fun time. It was. I have, do you I have think co- go on? We should like post lockdown being able to go out and get and have some drinks. Do you think we should like we should fucking go? Like do we you should want? we should seriously <laughs> go. Like hit, fucking hit, hit the big time. Do you think we should? Do you think the, trouble, should... the trouble with that is, and I, and the answer in short is yes. Well, you but do it every tru- Saturday. The trouble though, with so. it is, we'll be we'll be asleep by half nine. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will. But like. We will, Before, go so, we will go so big that we'll all just so want to come by half nine. I'm kind of okay with that, though. Like, the thing is, is that before lockdown, like, there was nothing I wanted less than that ever again. Like, that was my, that was my mid-twenties, my teens. That was all over with. It's I know, done, it was, it was right? a dark time. We're, but now, yeah. now I want to, now I want to just go, you know? Now I just <laughs> want to fucking... I, I love... I love the energy you're bringing to the table here, the ambition, because I love the idea. It's almost like we're booking a flight to Dignitas. It's like we're saying, okay, guys, we're setting the date. We're planning us. We're putting a flag in the ground. Yeah. This is we it, can, guys. We can do this. Blaze of glory. We're doing we, we can chug the fuck a lug and we can just get gone. We can just fuck it up. Let's do it. <laughs> the problem is the, 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 the thing is beyond beyond the whole falling asleep thing. I remember the last time like I deliberately said let's go, <laughs> and it was at a wedding. It was at my friend's wedding before I'd met Liz, um, because I was just like yeah whatever. There were no repercussions, and I had loads and loads of shots, and I fell in a hedge. <laughs> 
and that was that was the last time I deliberately went big. You know what? That's weird. Actually, the last time I think I went big, I fell in a hedge. As I was well, going to yeah. say. I was going to yeah. say. And yeah. I cut my eye open on and a, I, on and a stray I dare branch. Say it, if we did it again, it would happen again. Yeah. I do. I do love the idea that, like, post, you know, when when the unpleasantness is over, so post <laughs> post lockdown, and and you've given it a couple of months just to settle. You know, we've had like a few kind of a few get-togethers. We've all got the, you know, oh, I'm glad to see you again out of our system. <laughs> and it's not it's not the day after. No, it's not a week after. But maybe like you know, kind of six to seven weeks later, yeah. your phone rings. <laughs> And you pick it up and you go, hello. And you go, it's, it's time. <laughs> and you go, you go I, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. No, no, no. It's, it's time. time. Yeah. And then everybody just goes to like a secret compartment in their house and like presses yes. like a, a little button. And there's like the little kit, the little survival kit is there. Break glass in case of time to fucking go. The smart shoes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Get your old school shoes out. It's a yeah. pair of school shoes and a, a bottle of Malibu. <laughs> It'd be a bottle of like Aftershock Blue. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Can you even Let's buy that go. anymore? Probably. Yeah. Probably on I mean, eBay, like your socks. <laughs> just take the little hammer, ding, 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 smash the glass. It's time to go. Let's go. I do uh, love that. Just getting like an old rotary phone out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all have a red telephone waiting in our in our house. And when that rings, it's time. I mean, it just says on the, just says on the glass break in case of party. <laughs> right. The thing, yeah. Returning. Sorry. To tell us more. Tell us more about the shoes. Situation. Oh, sure. I've actually, sure. I've actually talked someone into a club despite wearing the wrong footwear before. I claimed it was fancy dress. <laughs> and they, and I think the I think the bouncer didn't believe me, but, but did appreciated. say because I was that I was that desperate for my friend to get in. He just went, "Oh, go on then." <laughs> so, so let me in. So that was my first experience, really, with incorrect footwear. Mm. Um, I also had it when playing football. I was wearing the wrong trainers, and I attempted a back heel, which is a, a maneuver oh. in football. And <laughs> yeah, I got I my foot caught in the turf, and what my knee wearing? blew up. Oh, I think it was probably like school sh- school esque shoes again. Oh, what? <laughs> For fuck like, I, I, went, I was like, I was like, it's probably at uni. This actually, I was probably watching, and the ball came out of the five side area, um, and I went to back heel it back, and I accidentally missed the ball because I was wearing the incorrect footwear. And before I got there, I got my foot stuck in the grass and jarred my knee. Ooh. Wait. And my knee blew up three, four times its regular size. Wait, sorry, I'm, I'm confused. So, is the purpose of, of a football shoe not to have <laughs> spikes on it? No, not necessarily. It depends what surface you're playing on, John. Well, okay, okay, but you're playing yeah, on grass. You so, just, you just said. Yeah, on grass. Yeah, well, no, I was on the grass. Yes. What happens on the fiver side pitches, where I went to uni anyway in Stoke, there was AstroTurf. I right. So you you don't need uh, spikes or studs, as they're called, um, on astroturf. You just need slightly bladed shoes. Okay. Okay. But I was but I was there watching. I think my my group of friends or a another team perhaps because I played for a couple of five side teams at uni. Of course you did. Uh, of course I did. Why not? <laughs> what a hero! I was te- I was terrible in both of them. Um, <laughs> and I went to kick the ball back or went to retrieve the ball and I went to back heel it and I my knee just went. <laughs> In the grass. So, so you're saying you were wearing a shoe mm. that, worst case scenario, is a hundred percent less spiked than a football shoe. Exactly. And, and you still and a got regular a regular shoe. And you, you got it, your foot got stuck in the grass. I did. Whereas How? you'd think a bladed or a spiked Thank shoe you. would catch more. 
than a school shoe. Well, I don't know. Maybe it had a big heel on it. I don't know. Like a like a like a stiletto kind of thing. Yeah, like a stiletto. <laughs> sure. Okay. I was so more you... I was more thinking like a Doctor Martens, but yeah, so, sure. So let's paint the picture. There's there's Chris Ray, side of the pitch, cocktail dress, heels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't play today. I was just I was just, wa- I was just waving to the boys and going. <laughs> Yeah, he has a fan over his face, and then they're, and then they're all like, they're all like, "Isn't that Chris over there, just waving at us?" No. And they're like, "No, I don't think so." It's Christabel, he says Hello. weirdly. <laughs> it was a very weird day, all said and done. Yeah, I was, I was probably hammered then as well. Probably, it's probably post going. <laughs> you just having stopped going. Yeah, just gone. I, I hadn't, I hadn't stopped going for three months. Fifty-six hours later, he's yeah. still going. 56 hours later I'm wearing someone else's clothes and demeaning someone else's personality Um, what what other scenarios then what what other scenarios I'm I'm constantly these days wearing the incorrect footwear and it drives me potty (laughs) you don't go anywhere nobody goes anywhere anymore bullshit John good lord that's some language we've not had on this show in a while I I walk I go walkerizing sure sure I've the trouble isn't with, I have four. I have four main pieces of footwear now. I have smart shoes, which cool. are like um, suede, suede sort of shoes, Ooh. which I wear for special occasions or go nice. to go into a restaurant. Beautiful. Say. I have my Skechers. I have right. walking shoes, and I have wellies. Okay. And damn, damned it in winter if I'm not picking the wrong shoe all the time. <laughs> but Problem is, if I wear a welly, if the ground's too hard for a welly, I hurt my foot. Mm-hmm. If I wear my walkers or my sketches because I think it's not going to be too muddy, you guarantee your ass it's going to be muddy and I'll get my feet and my socks wet. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I, don't, I don't wear my suede shoes very often, so forget that. Okay. But I'm always picking the wrong one. I feel like I'm always picking the wrong option. Mm. And I walk in, I've got a wet foot. It makes me miserable. And I'm thinking, what that's if? My, again, that's my own fault because I picked the wrong piece of footwear and I've got to constantly think about what I'm putting on my feet. What if the next time you go to put on a shoe? I have sandals as well. Okay. Don't ever put those on. No, um, not in winter. I would advise <laughs> against that. The next time you go to put on a shoe, um, mm. go away from your instincts. So it's like, I'm going to put on a trainer today. No! But I'll, but I'll go out. I'll go out. Say it's been dry. I'll go out. The, there's a field out the back of my house. And I'll say, I'll just go out the back. I'll just pop my sketches on. Because they're very easy to put on. Just slip Indeed. on. Indeed. They're really good at I'm not going to put my wellies on to go out the back because that's madness. And I don't want to put my walkers on because I've got to lace them up. Ah. Ah. Fuck. So I put my sketches on. And my thing is, my sketches are quite meshy. Mm. So by the time I'm Breathable. out there for two minutes, my sketches are soaking wet, my feet are soaking wet, and I'm thinking, well, there's no <sighs> point in me going back in now. I'm already wet. I'm not going to get any wetter. I've Hate just realised, this is what Crocs are for. But then oh. my, water would get in Crocs. Yeah, but you wear them with bare feet anyway, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Once it's in. You chuck what a if Croc I'm already on? wearing socks, then I've got to take my socks off to put the Crocs on. It's, all, it's a minefield. <laughs> I... I my my biggest issue with shoes is the effort involved in lacing them up yeah. and off. My walkers, I've got new walkers for my birthday, which are really nice and very yeah. comfortable. <clears throat> but except my sketches and my wellies, I just pop them on easy. Yeah, all if I, I put my I love... walkers on, which I am quite a lot at the moment because it's quite dry. Spring is sprung, <clears throat> it has, and I'm putting my walkers on a bit more, and that's fine. But over winter, it's a bloody nightmare knowing I... which shoe to put on. I've I've reached a point in my life where I actually strongly wish I owned a kind of hard-soled slipper, not because well, that might hurt your foot. That might hurt your foot. Well, down. well, no, but but right, okay. The ball of your the ball of your foot is surprisingly susceptible to bruising. 
Don't tell me. I, the side of my foot hurts all the time. No, I ball, assumed... the ball, John, the ball. <laughs> What's the ball? That's the The ball front of your bit. foot. The front Is that bit. the front bit? That's front the... bit by your toes, the ball. Yeah. I always get the this one confused. that looks like You've a ball. Heel, heel and the ball. Heel right. the ball. Heels at the back. Yeah, heels, heels at the back, at the back yeah. balls at the front. Back heel, like when I did without football and I hurt my knee. Yes. Okay. No. But my point is, uh, I so I was wearing the wrong shoe. You see, there are times in my life where popping out the back door into the yard is very desirable. Mm. You know, go put really? something in the bin quickly. I don't want to put the shoes. But are on you walking? Are you it. walking over grass for that? No. No. Well, that's all right then. Yeah. Well, if it's wet concrete, you know, or there's gravel. Wet, con- wet concrete because it's not gonna. It's not gonna go above your above the arch of your foot. I have a, that's, I have a hard soled slipper. I'm wearing them right now. Very, mm. very comfortable slipper, fleece entirely interior, mm. but the bottom is a rubber, a soft rubber, but hard enough mm. to, to create support. And that's, I can pop out onto our drive out the front or on the patio want. out the back with no worries. That's that sounds ideal. Want, that sounds like you've thought that through. It's a dream, isn't it? Because the, the convenient, you know, oh, gosh, I've only got to walk to the end of the drive. That's not worth putting a proper I'm shoe, on. A shoe on. For I'm that. not going to grab my moccasins then, to go then if, if 12 slipper, feet. If you stepped in a puddle and your slipper got wet, oh. you'd be devastated because you couldn't wear that slipper for at least two to three hours if the you, heating's on. This is if you thing. put it on the radiator, yeah. If you put it on the this radiator, the that's the best way to dry out a shoe. You have to be careful. You have to be careful with the hard-soled slipper because it, it can create a sense of hubris within you where you're like, <laughs> I, can, I can go anywhere, I can do anything. And you have to keep that voice in check. And when you step yeah. outside, despite the fact that you know you can step on your drive or any hard surface, you have to be more aware than you would be with, say, I don't know, a shoe. Because mm. puddles, wet moss, a little patch of soil, no. Because you're going to be wearing those throughout the house when you That's come back in. Way. You're not going to take them off in the hallway. You're going to keep wearing them through the house. No. So you've got to keep them as clean as possible while at the same time taking advantage of the, the convenience of being able to walk down your drive once or twice. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You need a hog sole slipper and a good yeah. doormat. And good then doormat. you're king, king, of, king of the world. You are Eventually, the king of the world. those slippers doormats. will wear down. Those next pair of slippers will wear down. And oh, you'll they think, will. Oh, I wish I hadn't worn slippers out that morning in particular. And I would have <laughs> at least one more go with these slippers. What? Just one more day. And just then you've Lord got to go on Amazon me. and go through that whole rigmarole of choosing another slipper. Well, you've got, it's, to... got, it's very, very important to pick the right footwear for the right occasion. I have seen there's been a dewy outside in the morning before. And I thought, oh, fuck it. I just put my, my sketches on. I've gone out five minutes soaking wet. I've thought, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're clearly more of an off-roader being a dog owner than, yeah. than the rest of us. Like, I'm more I think of a pavement need, man nowadays. You need a better but, trainer. You need, a, you need an in-between. You need a trainer that sits between mm. your very, very I've, I've susceptible got my walkers, sketches. You see. I've got my yeah, walkers. But you don't and they're like fine those. for general walking now. I don't need my wellies now until the winter. But if I go up Cheltenham Racecourse, say, I've been going up there and I've been going up there with my old walkers on and it's been, the puddles have been far too deep and it's been very, very boggy, you see. Very, so yeah. I thought, oh, I should have worn my wellies. And then I wear my wellies and the ground's got harder and I hurt the ball of my foot. What? Oh, God. <laughs> Hate to see it. Hate How about this? It. How about this? How about this? Insoles in your Wellingtons. Yeah, but that's another process, isn't it? That's yeah, me, but you only do it once. buying something to help my shoe. I once had to wear wellies for a whole uh, festival. Like, I think it was Glastonbury yeah. or something like that. And wellies are very, very uncomfortable because there's they no are, support. Actually. They're very they hard. Sure, they sure are. And after a day of realising, A, I'm going to have to wear these the whole time, and B, I'm in a lot of pain, 
I went to a stand at the festival and I bought some very, very comfy, squishy memory foam insoles, put them in the wellies. Oh, I could wear wellies yeah. all day. Didn't have to worry about mud. Didn't have to worry about rain, wet, nothing. And I was comfy. It was like I was walking on a yoga mat. I was walking on a cloud. The it best, was amazing. The best shoe related decision I ever made was, <laughs> that was mine. when Liz and I went to America for two weeks. Oh, and we Ooh, went to flex. New York, uh, we went to Seattle, and we did to San Francisco. So obviously we do a lot of walking. And my feet were hurting quite a lot beforehand. And Liz said to me, well, why don't you get some Skechers? And I went, Skechers? <laughs> we're not sponsored <laughs> by Skechers. And I, I, went, I, went, I went to her, I went, Skechers? Aren't are they you just mad? For, aren't they, are aren't they just for mash? casual wear at a, at a fancy do? And she goes, why no? <laughs> You can wear your sketches anywhere. This sounds just like a real ones. conversation. This, this, this is exactly how it went, I promise. And I Liz said, Liz said, let's go get some with memory foam. And I've got the ones I had. I have to throw them out because I put them in the wash. I put them on, I'll tell you that later. I, put, I, went, I got them uh, and they were great. And my feet didn't hurt the whole time we were in America. And we walked around quite a lot. And I was that was the best shoe-related decision I ever made. And then when we got back, I put them in the washing machine. And I tumble dried them, and they shrunk, and it was a disaster. And I had to now do it all over shoes. again. I what feel, were we talking about? I feel we, I feel we met. I God, I feel like we spoke about this in the last episode or so. But I had a pair of walking shoes that I wore continuously for four you or did. five weeks when I was in Peru, and then they dissolved. Yeah, yes. the the sweat turned into uric acid, and it burnt my eyes to look at them. That's what yeah. happened. That's that sounds happened like a joke, but it actually did. Nick's yeah. slippers eventually will turn into acid and burn his feet off. The thing is, <laughs> That's not I've what been, happened at all. <laughs> I've, I've been blessed with quite powerful kind of hobbit-like feet. Uh, powerful. Yeah, where I, I'm quite, I'm quite comfortable going barefooted or most of the year wearing wearing a, a loose-fitting sandal. Um, but yeah, so but in the morning because I don't own a hard-soled slipper, I. Um, I do occasionally nip out to the bins barefooted, and if I get a, a if I get that's, a wet, gravelly foot, madness. I, I rely on a on a on a on a good doormat to to bring me back, you know, to save I've, me. I've heard a lot of um, talk of the benefits of going barefoot wherever possible, because this is what our ancestors did. This is how they mm. traipsed the land, and we've become very soft and very uh, disconnected from nature with our shoes, as we call them. Um, and, I, and I have a friend who has an Instagram account and he's actually he's actually kind of got a massive following. He's kind of an influencer for like feral living, as he oh. calls it. And he How come he's on Instagram much... then? Well, this is it, isn't it? This is it. <laughs> if you're going to yeah. sell... If well, no, his phone's made of like wood and berries. Oh, uh, okay, that's fine. Like, you... they, like they were in, in the olden days. Like they were in the stone. If you're yeah. about to tell me that your friend is big in the natural foot... The natural footwear community, shall we say... I would come back to you and say, is your, is your friend big on Instagram because there is a foot oh, fetish no. community oh, no. out there which has discovered his his naturist foot uh, lifestyle? Um, maybe, because he is he's like this big, sexy, hunky man, right? Yeah. And all of his pictures are like him in the wild in a forest. He's got an axe over his shoulder and like a tree trunk under his other arm like this and he's got his shaved head and he's covered in like these sort of nordic tattoos now i'm seriously this is not a joke like this is exactly <laughs> so, what he's like so okay he's like yeah, a so, wild woodsman so all his posts are like you know him uh barefooted in the woods axe on shoulder yeah. and he's like you know busy day busy day down at the log cabin you know <laughs> need to do a bit of repair work gotta gotta work on the uh, wattle and daub 
you know, mm. but this is what it's all about, you know, rugged goals, hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. Every the, the, co- the reality is those photos were probably all taken in the same shoot. <laughs> but, <laughs> and he was out there for one day. Yeah. And, and then that gets like 1,400 likes. Mm. And every comment is just like, oh, show us your feet, daddy. Yeah. Oh. We can't, you crop them out again. <laughs> oh. This isn't how I thought my conversation about shoes would go. I don't. Well, and yet here we are. And yeah, here we are. Talking about By the way, wild man's feet. Don't get a pedicure if your feet are horrible. Which what, mine shame, are. The shame, you mean. I've got, I've got very hard heels. Okay, uh, but surely a pedicure is going to help that. Well, it is, but it's also very embarrassing when they're literally scraping your foot and it's making the most god-awful sound. <laughs> Wait, have you, have you had a pedicure? Sure have. I know. I, I, my feet are honestly so beautiful. I've yeah, never, I've never my had feet, them My feet are disgusting. To be honest, Absolutely John, like, disgusting. you joke about the foot thing on Instagram, but you could start an account. It could just be called John's Feet, and I think you'd probably get more interest than your current Instagram account. <laughs> Hashtag Feet of Instagram. I, yeah. Someone told me the other day that if you want to really engage with Instagram, you need to show them that you're an active user, that you need to like 100 posts a day. Oh, God. Like, who's, got, who's got the time for that? I just can't engage that much. Just doing that alone would take hours, wouldn't I it? Know. I know. I just want the love to come to me, so maybe you're right, because <laughs> my feet never had a callus. Soft. Well, they oh, look that's... soft, but they're also they're also tough. I can I can I can walk barefooted. I've got three hands on toes. I feel like now I've definitely been making all the wrong decisions with regards to footwear, mm. and it, it, I need to really have some some me time about this. Yeah, I uh, and my feet consider never, what to do better. My feet just never come out. I don't like I don't like having my feet out. I don't like people seeing my feet. So they're very they're a rare beast. But yeah. because of because they're always encapsulated in something, whether it be a slipper, a sock, a shoe, a trainer, whatever, the result is their the skin is like super super soft. It's like <laughs> it's impossibly so. It doesn't feel like a human being. Like there's something wrong. <laughs> it's transparent. You know, you can see the muscles and the veins inside. And when I yeah. uh, when I'd done, uh, I done, I was doing like um, training for my gold. Uh, Duke of Edinburgh award back in the Ooh, day. We, we did like a um, flex again. Did like a five day walk across Snowdonia, and my feet were wet for Trench like foot. five days constantly. Oh my god! And the itching, like it was was like you know, I had, basically had trench foot. Like the itching was astonishing. And when you peel those shoes off, oh, like you talk about Nick, like you know your feet being like soft and 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 and, and wrinkly, and uh, but mine were like just white. And like crinkled, you know, like you've been in the bath for like eight hours. Like, like those was... naked rats that you get that don't have yeah. any hair on them. Yeah, like a mole yeah. rat. It was yeah, oh god, it, it was yeah. grim. Yeah, oh, nice, okay. really horrendous. My toe exploded oh, on one god. trip. God, why? Because I had I had a recurring. I've actually had I've had um, surgery on on both of my big toes because my big toes are so. Big. They are like thumbs. <laughs> They're, that, so like, big. They're so another, big. Another but very so weird big. flex. But the, the two foot doctors who looked at my feet were like, "Gosh, the uh, nail to toe ratio is quite striking there, because there's a lot of toe." <laughs> it had to be two doctors because of how how big the toe. Was. Did, yeah, one one was holding the base. The other was holding. The... <laughs> but I had to. Have, I had uh... to. Have, I had to have ingrown uh, toenails removed on on both of my yeah, kind of big. I had, I had an ingrown toenail removed on one. Oh, you did, didn't you? Not yeah, so around, around the same time. Now, are they? Yeah, we were like we were we were holding hands as they wheeled us in on gurneys. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were holding feet. You had feet transplants. <laughs> but it was it's one of the most painful things I've ever ever had I mean, done. The, like, the, sen- the sensation of it is making me 
get the heebie-jeebies now of of them putting local anaesthetic in your toe and yeah. just cutting down your nail. I'd blocked a lot of that out. It's really just yeah, for a second coming and coming out. Yeah, they, they would squeeze like a very, very, very thick rubber band. Yeah, about is like... this the opposite of ASMR? Yeah, <laughs> is this so. the opposite of entertainment? Is yeah. this the opposite yes. of art? Yeah, this is poison. But they would squeeze like the tiniest, tightest, strongest rubber band over your toe to the point where you go like, there's there's no way that could fit over any human appendage. But no, they go for it. <laughs> Especially they, not your massive toe. Not my yeah. massive horse toe. And they would <laughs> they would <laughs> inject an uh like anesthetic into the bottom of your toe. They'd inject so much that it was like a lump under yeah. your skin. Yeah, yeah. Oh and then my they, God. with their thumbs, they rub it to yeah, literally yeah. just like squeeze it under yeah. the skin, further oh, up your toe. That is, that is one hundred percent true. It well, was up until I had my appendix problems. Some of the the worst pain I'd ever experienced in my life. The mine, mine, mine still is a bit. Rubbish. No, the surgery. It was the, grim. Okay. Yeah. The surgery I thought was fine. The toe hurt a lot, but it, it's it's never really been properly healed but it, it doesn't yeah my so toe my toe i used to work on a chicken farm and uh i remember coming back after five hours wellies again wellies again there you came go. Back Sleep wellies five hours wearing wellies took my, took my boot off and my entire toe had gone green you no would think oh, you would think they've had a long oh, enough to perfect wellies now wouldn't you oh not it, big welly <laughs> he's, he's get... so arrogant he's so arrogant big welly because he's got he's got the mate he's got all the market Deep in the pocket of Big Welly, yeah. like capital B, capital W, like they're not going to change. They cornered the market two hundred years ago. They're not. They're yeah. not doing anything. They're, they ar- they're arrogant. They're, they're arrogant. They can cast it out of a single piece of rubber, no seams. They don't need to worry about like yeah. what Nike has to worry about with like air pockets and the arch of the foot. Fuck it. No, just a tube with another tube coming off of it. Done. You'll wear it. You'll fucking wear it, and you'll buy another one. Wear that. Should, that should be their tagline. <laughs> you'll fucking wear it. <laughs> The biggest issue facing Big Welly right now is finding a corporate sponsor because if you're if you're Nike, you know you've got um, basketball, you yeah. know you've got any sport. Any if you're sport. a Welly, what do you got? When Fred Dibney died, like who else did they have to turn to? There are no celebrity farmers. It can't. It doesn't work. Did Fred Dibney wear wellies? Was he famous for that? No, he was notoriously naked from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still the spokesperson. No, you're, th- you're thinking of Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the one. That's it. He doesn't need to wear wellies. He's a duck. Oh, God. Anyway, that was a nice short one. Yeah. Uh, well, mine's quite got, short. Who's got a short hate? <laughs> I've got a short hate. Yay. Because I don't know what we're going to say about this, but it really pisses me off. Um, I really hate crisp packets in TV shows. <laughs> right. Oh. Because like, they, don't look, they don't look like real crisp packets at all. Like they they clearly have had to create a crisp packet. I feel I feel like you're about to ruin television for me. Seriously, the next time you're watching a show, probably a sitcom because that's mm. likely where this will show up. Have a look at the crisp packet because they always they're very um they're very upright. They're very they're very perfect. They're never crinkled, are they? They're never crinkled. They're and I think the reason smooth. is yeah. is I think the prop guy had to print it on two sheets of A4 paper <laughs> and then just like glue the two halves together around the edge and it makes this sort of like cup or jiffy bag rather than an, than a than an actual crisp packet. And it just I've, takes me out of the show every time I'm like crisp packets never look like that. I've, Fuck I've never I, I appreciate that you've noticed it because I like noticing things like this, but it is definitely going to ruin television for me forever. 
Yep. I, I, I totally get what you're saying because it's like the producers have an arrangement with, say, Doritos, where Doritos will mail them like two sheets <laughs> yeah, from the, the roll where they're yeah. Print, yeah when they're printing the paper the packages and you just got to glue them together yeah and it's and it's like and, and i think in often the reason is is because either it is a doritos for example and they want it to be very clear that you can see it's doritos so it can't be crunkled or crinkled up or anything or it's like an in-universe made-up crisp which is the mm. case that i'm actually referencing in a show i'm watching at the moment where they had a fake brand and the whole joke was about the name and the brand of the crisp and it's like they had to create their own crisp packet and like how do you make your own crisp packet like even a prop guy the wizard of magical items who can make anything behind the scenes he made a car travel through time can he make a crisp packet apparently not because if i had to do that i would <laughs> i'm picturing like two sheets of a4 paper for yeah. my printer with like a low quality edge. JPEG and then just like <laughs> stapled around the edge. Yeah, with an opening at the top and you just fill it with quavers or something and they're like, that'll do. That's what I, happens. This actually, it's funny you mentioned that like in the show you're watching, it's kind of like it's off brand. Like it's not real because they don't want to. And I, I, I do love that in like sitcoms and stuff where they're like, hey, why don't you have a Dorito, like a, a Dorito crisp snack, lovely. Or like or <laughs> a, salted, a, a salted triangle snack. Salted mm. hoop. Mm. Beyond. Beyond advertising, has there ever been any requirement for a crisp to be in a television show, like like narratively? Um, like why don't why do they have to work around it like this when they don't well, particularly in, need there to be crisps? In this in this show, it wasn't a real crisp, and yet it was mm. a joke. Like okay. it was, was it, it was, was it significant to the story? If you set no, up a joke, I mean, it was a, it was a side joke. Like it was it was community for yeah. reference. Oh, I've seen and, community. Yes, yeah, and and in it there there was a joke about the fact that like the the community college that they're at was sponsored by a crisp brand, which was Let's, which was like a play on Lay's because the branding looked like that. Yeah. But the joke was that one of the other characters was eating Springles, which is the uh, main competitor. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. That is funny. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Now, the thing about Springles was that they came in a tube like Pringles do. And they got away with that one because it's quite easy to make a tube, isn't yeah. it? Because you can yeah. just buy a tube yeah. and you can just paste a fucking JPEG around a tube. Problem solved. But a bag... Ooh, the let's came in a bag, you see, and that was a problem. And it looked shit. Yeah. It looked shit. It is weird, isn't it? Is it because I reckon it's, it's because... it seems like it seems like there's a problem being created where there wasn't a problem originally. But, yeah. but is it because they don't want the the I'm thinking the audio. Mm, yeah, that's exactly uh, why. I'm sure that's yeah. exactly why. Uh, Definitely, because Chris Backets make a hell of a racket. But <laughs> is there any need for you to go that far out of your way? To get a crisp involved, unless Doritos are giving you loads of money. Yeah, unless they're footing the bill. What if I can't we can't we just can't we just like take crisps off the air? Yeah, but if you've got a scene, if you've got but you don't want to Nick, think about what you're saying. (laughs) You jerk. Sorry. An apple on a sitcom. Nerds, nerds, nerds eat apples. I realise that. That apples, apples are for nerds. I'm actually really ashamed. Okay, but you're okay. It's it's. No, I'm so. I'm so. I need to say this. I'm. I'm sorry about the apple thing. Well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, I goes without saying. But like the, okay, it's for Friends reunion episode. You know, it's coming. Five years from now. Oh, it's oh, it's coming. I think we need to prepare for it. (laughs) You got the Friends reunion. What, ooh, what a spectacle. We're all back. One of them's dead. <laughs> and they're having a house party. Okay, you're you're the set producer. Mm, You've set gotta producer. have snacks. 
gotta have like snacks. you gotta have snacks in the in the shot in the shot and a couple of people are going to be kind of eating them in the background so yes. they've got to be yeah an actual snack and they can't be they've got to be well they've got to be audio friendly got to be audio no, friendly. but that and that but then an uh a crisp manufacturer would presumably be paying for the privilege to be in there. Well, maybe not, though. Maybe well, that's it, different. Maybe it's avoiding the... Uh, in, a, in a friend's reunion, I mean, I would pay a lot of money to have a, like a show called Hate on someone's iPod. Or Do people still listen yeah. to iPods? Hey, Chandler, <laughs> no. what, are you, what are you listening <laughs> to? <laughs> hey, Chandler, what hey, are you Ch- eating? Hey, Chandler, what is that on your audio MP3 device? Hey, Chandler. Well, I can't say. They haven't got the rights for iPod. They, they haven't got the rights for iPod. <laughs> But they got the rights for a show called Hate. And hey, you'll be like, hey, oh, it, hey. it, is a, it is a British or Australian podcast called A Show Called Hate. <laughs> hey, Chandler, are those A Show Called Hate crisps that you're eating there? Yeah. What are they like? Oh, you love I like, I like the idea of our crisps being extra noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty extra salty, I'd say. Yeah. Definitely extra salty, yeah. Um, I'm 100% most, with you. What's Good. the most galling thing in terms of a prop you've ever seen on the television? I'll tell you mine. Oh, okay. Oh, good. You're prepared. Yeah, glad, while, yeah. while you're thinking. No, it popped sure. into my head when you said crisps. Um, there was an episode of Scrubs once where a um, someone who works in the morgue, I think his name was Doug. He was a doctor and then he ended up working in the morgue. Anyway, one of his dead bodies came back to life, inverted commas. Wow. Obviously, the chap wasn't dead. And sure. he started whacking it with a fire extinguisher. Oh. And then you see in the next scene, he's sort of trying to cradle the fire extinguisher and like soothe himself, going, dead people should be dead. And you can see him, and he's squeezing the fire extinguisher, and it's clearly made of rubber. What? It's Why like, they it's let really, that? really obvious, and it's just Why like that's they... so galling. That's really weird. Why would they let that? That's make it up. It's probably on YouTube. Edit. I expect if you look up Scrubs Doug fire extinguisher, I'm sure it'll pop up. I'm sure it will. I, uh... it's, it's, it, it proper like squeezes in his hands, and it's like, why didn't you just replace it when you like cut the shot with a real yeah. one? Yeah. I I used to uh, I used to quite like watching um, Law and Order. Right back when back when we had when we when we had regular TV in our house, and um, apparently when it reached because it's been running for like twenty years, when it reached like syndication and was just like endlessly on, um, Coca Cola and other companies would pay. It sounds like a joke, but it was real to digitally add cans of Coke into the scene into the scene. So oh. when a character would like burst into an office and go like, uh, McCoy, I've got the papers you were asking for. McCoy would have like I his love foot- the fact, by the way, that we've subliminally put McCoy in your head. We're talking <laughs> no. about crisps. No, yeah. no. Jack McCoy. Professor Wheatley, I need but results you right now. McCoy, we, you, we, we've inceptioned you, John. <laughs> no. We've inceptioned you. We're like, no, did it. Crisps. Jack what we Hangham High McCoy no. was was a standout no, character not, from I'm that show. He doesn't doubt, exist. There's no such it. character. There's no such it. character. Di Lenny you. Briscoe, Munch. You know, Munch. Monster Munch. Munch. It's a guy what? called Munch. Yeah. Monster Munch. Monster oh my god, what's happening? Monster Munch. These were real Crisps. characters. No, I swear. no, John. No, and also Law and Order. What's that? What's that? That's, that's not a show. <laughs> Uh, I was actually I, watching the Smile Time Variety Hour from Coca Cola and yeah. Chums. I bet the I bet the hacker in Law and Order was called a Hula Hoop or something. I don't yeah. know, Jesus. Anyway, God, now I'm just doubting everything now, I ever yeah, knew. Now, I can't stop thinking about crisps. You were talking about this made-up show. Uh, what made-up show? Exactly. I can't remember. I've you got. I've got. I've got. I've got a hate. Thank God. I've got <laughs> a hate. Get us out of this whirlpool, John. <laughs> this I crisp hate, hole. I hate. 
Unexpected difficulty spikes. Oh. Oh. Now, are we, ta- are we talking about like in Sonic the Hedgehog when he jumps over spikes? Those well, sorts of difficulty it, 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 kind of. Uh, so, <laughs> so la- last episode, you may remember, uh, my love was kind of um, playing on the Nintendo Switch. Yes. And particularly playing a game called Hollow Knight. Yes. Which I've sunk probably about 60 hours into at this point. Oh, it's a great game. It's fantastic. And I would have probably recommended this game to pretty much anyone as like outstanding, like, you know, kind of game of the year, like Mm. always old now, but I would have said like, this is just an outstanding piece of work. Mm. Were it not for one level, which I arrived at and have now completed, which was so hard, I almost had a breakdown completing (laughs) it. No Uh, exaggeration here. Okay. And my point is not necessarily that it was difficult because the game is difficult. Mm. It's that at this the eleventh hour, you've 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 overcome so many challenges to be here. It suddenly suddenly goes, okay, now we want you to demonstrate a completely different set of skills. Mm. Uh which you have not been trained for at all. Like there's this one level which is nothing but you are navigating circular saws. Ooh. That will like insta kill you. And honestly, honestly, goodness, like last Friday, I was playing this on the big screen, and Lucy, bless her, my soulmate, my love, love of my life, my life companion. We've, we've, already, we've fall- already established she's in the room. Had, uh, hello, dear. Yes, had <laughs> fall- had fallen asleep on the sofa next to me. Not for long. The cat had fallen asleep, so all my emotional support was gone. Mm. Right. So it was just me, a beer. And this level of Hollow Knight. And I was like, okay, so suddenly the game wants me to do a weird acrobatics challenge. It can't be that hard. Like, snap cup to half an hour later. And I'm like, maybe I'll have a second beer. And <laughs> Maybe I'll have an eighth beer. It was meant to be like, oh, I'll just have a single beer because it's a Friday night and I just want Lee. Just going to take the edge off. I ended up um, having uh, three beers. I know that's quite extravagant. Oh one, of, one of which was like an eight percenter. And I was honestly having a kind of existential crisis about how hard this was. Like, it let's, is... No, t- let's get into this. Like, what was it that was, get, was getting to you? Because obviously, like, games can, games can be hard. That's games can be hard. Games can, can be hard. Well, my, my point is, it, it would be like... Okay, say, say it's not a game, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy adventure you've been on. You have had to scale a mountain. Fuck. And along the way... You've you've picked up a sword and a shield, and nice. you have overcome countless monsters. You've you've proved your worth in combat time and time again, and you've grown with each encounter. You've become more skilled. You've gained new abilities. You you've you've really kind of feel that you you've you've earned a degree of mastery of your craft, and then you sure. you make it to the final challenge, and that final door opens, and the the elder kind of like wizened kind of. Um, you know, Masker is very goes, Oh good, you've come far. You've come far and you've proved your mastery of the noble arts of combat. Oh. Now balance a hundred matchstick matchsticks end on end. And you're like, what? Yeah, that would suck. And they're like, hey, no, you're good at combat. Just balance these matchsticks. A <laughs> hundred of them. And, you know, end on. And if a single one falls over, back to the bottom of the mountain. Oh. And you're like, um, 
that doesn't really seem like it matches the skill set I've developed. Right? Well, are, are you not a good warrior? Well, yeah, but I don't that doesn't, the rules. I just that doesn't relate to them. matchsticks in any way. Well, you know, sucks could be you. Get to it. Yeah, That's it what it felt here, like. Mm. And this is what my life had become in lockdown, where it's like I would do this horrible level, <laughs> which was just making me unhappy, and I would die over and over and over again. And then I would get angry, and I would die quicker. And then I'd slow down, and I'd die anyway. And yeah. then I'd get angry again, and I'd stop, and I'd drink my beer. And I'd scare into the distance for a bit and feel like <laughs> crying. And I'd look to my wife and she's asleep. And I'd look yeah. to my cat and she's asleep uh, and he's asleep. And I go, well, Jesus Christ, I've got nothing else to do. I guess I'll go back to this horrible <laughs> level. And I did it. Well, it then. took me about two and a half hours, but I did it. And I honestly cried a little bit at the end of it. I was so broken at the end of that experience. So I was like, but I kept going back. I kept going back. It sounds to me like they got to you, John. It did get to me. It really got under my skin. Yeah. I, I almost um... went on Twitter. That's how bad it became. I <laughs> oh almost went on, oh my God. I almost oh went my and God. tweeted about it. I didn't. Yeah. But I was like, it is so mindlessly, needlessly hard. You see, I'm quite good in video games. When they get really, really hard and, and I can feel the beginnings of what might become frustration starting to, to bloom within me. I'm quite good at being able to go, you know what? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to walk away. And I walk away and I maybe come back the next day or a day later and I'll probably do it first time when I come back. That's usually how it goes, right? Um, Alice, my good wife, on the other hand, is perhaps more like you in the sense that she will belligerently uh, pursue this challenge um, to the to the point, uh, uh, you know, to the detriment of the household, I would say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and it's like I'm quite a sort of like empathetic person you know sometimes I can connect with another person and what they're going through you know to, to a degree um, and it's really hard <laughs> for me I don't think she understands how hard it is for me like she's getting really angry like she's like she slaps her legs when she's really angry at a game she's like bam oh like that and it's like you can see she's like testing the controllers be, be integrity. thankful she doesn't slap you I know. The thing, this is the thing. If I said anything, it yeah. might go my way, you know. But um, but I'm sitting there and I'm getting like tense, and I'm like, oh, I need you to beat this level because I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> and you're like, you can sit there with a book going, oh, this is this is nice, dear. Oh, oh, we're a, a relaxing I'll, evening. This, this I'll is say, lovely. I'm so glad we're doing this. I'll say something <laughs> like, i like, why don't you um, why don't you take a break? No. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I guess I'll just put, I'll just put the kettle on. You know? I'll just, I'll just go outside in the drive for a bit, I guess. But I it's must, weak I must admit this is, I'm glad based on these accounts that I don't play video games. <sighs> You're maybe wise. It's a small price to pay. I mean, not many games do this. Um, I think, I think every single video game I've ever played and been semi good at, let's say football manager, Mario Kart, and a couple of maybe platform games from yesteryear. Have all pissed me off to some degree. Yeah. All I remember about them is how angry they made me. I honestly think sometimes it's the sign of a good or a bad game, though, because there's like take Mario for example, like the king of the platformers. I've never been angry. Um, I whenever I fail at Mario, it's because I'm a failure, and because I know <laughs> I'm a failure, and because I know it's not the game's fault for being unfair. I don't get angry. But I think the instant you get angry, it's, it's an indication that the game's being somewhat unfair. And like you said, John, like being asked to balance a load of matchsticks end on end when you've been trained to do something completely different throughout the whole game 
is a little bit unfair. I had to switch to, I had to go on the, on the wiki and I had to Google it and go on Reddit and go like, folks, I didn't, I found other people who had asked the same question going, how the hell do you beat this fucking level? Mm. And people are saying like, well, you can't use the analog stick. You've got to switch to the D-pad. Like it's so precise. Mm. You need like tap, tap, like honest to God. And I think it's because like video gaming was meant to be like my kind of, <laughs> ooh, this is how I relax. My relaxation. Like escape. I'm not I'm not working. Okay, I'm not at the computer. I'm not just watching TV. I'm being active. Ooh, it's kind of like having a hobby. And <laughs> and yet this one refuge was just punishing me, but I had nowhere else to turn. I had nowhere else to go because it's like video games are meant to be fun. Mm. Yeah, this oh. is where you go to have fun to escape the stress Everything in your else. life. Yeah. So how where is there left to turn? When that is giving you stress. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Let's yes. just go back to work. Like, I probably would have been happier at 10pm on a Friday. <laughs> just get upstairs, back to yeah. the computer. Here we go. Jesus. Well, it's just been great, but off to work. It was, oh, God, it was just miserable. Absolutely miserable. I, 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 it kind of, it made me not touch the game for about a week afterwards, even after completing it. Really? I'm back on it now. It's, it's a very good game. It's a very good game, but just that level is bullshit. It's absolute <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just like, it is unfair, I feel. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but this game is bullshit. <laughs> it's a very it's, not... it's an excellent game. Like ninety I would say like ninety-nine percent brilliant, but just that one percent. One percent. And yet that's the bit you're talking about. That's the bit you I remember. See? That's how they get Sadly. you. So um we have some community hates, don't we? Oh, we do, we do. I've got um, wonderful. I've got a few, not many, not many this week. Just wanted to bring a couple to the table. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, Come we on, have... John. I well, yeah, yeah, I get distracted. It's, I've got a lot going my on fault. here. Yeah. Actually, how about, how about let's, be, let's be controversial. Oh. Let's oh. throw out a love. Oh, God. Throw out a love this before is, this, we... is, this is toying with the format. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Okay, well, I just, I, I want some positivity. I want to kind of wash it down. So. Okay, okay. Stuart Wayne Fanning, uh, friend of the show, very glad to have him on board, says he has a love, and his love is pixel art. Oh, which I, which I know like I know Nicholas art. is gonna gonna resonate with. Definitely. Yes. I'm not new to art, but I recently started making pixel art, been really mm. enjoying it, and been getting positive responses from the community. Also nice. the aesthetic, like old school point and click games. And he's actually shared some pretty wonderful examples on our Twitter, which are which are pretty damn great, I would say, actually. So, ah, yeah, kudos, kudos to you. I only sure. I only have one question about that. Go on. What is pixel art? <laughs> well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you asked. I assume it. I assume it's. I assume it's the little squares of things you get in old video games. So, like Sonic, for example. Yeah, you know yeah, Sonic. yeah, yeah. I He's remember Sonic art. from from He's the a... movie. Ah. Uh. And associated games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's try and focus on the. Games I know. I know exactly what pixel art is. I did a pixel art of one of our big punch characters back in did the day. You? I did oh, one. You did? Yes. I did one pixel art. You're made of one pixel. Made of uh, probably about nine. Okay. I think you were you you may have actually been the first pixel artist of all time. Yeah, you may probably, not yeah. realise it because yeah. I'm yeah. yeah I'm, like a, I'm like a, a trendsetter. He invented the medium. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically um, just making art out of lots of very small okay. squares. But I not, can, I not can having, appreciate that. Not having you, a large number of them. 
you've um you've you've done a you've done a degree of pixel art have you not have you not nicholas i have yeah i've done quite a lot actually and i've done i've done asset um development for games and stuff as well like my own game projects but i've made sprites and backgrounds and items and uh, vehicles and all sorts of things and i love it i absolutely love it there's a real there is uh, there's a big challenge to it though you think at first it's like oh you just distill a drawing down to a smaller drawing made of squares but that doesn't always work. So there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of clever clever bits and bobs. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm learning a lot. I think I think you're I think you're quite good at it. Good I'm, at quite, it I'm quite good. I'll take that. It's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would your how how small can you go when it comes to pixel art? It like, tends to be um, you have to think of grids of squares. So generally, the whoa, smaller whoa, whoa, sprites. Whoa, whoa. Slow down. Slow down. Sorry, what's, okay. a, what's a square? A square. A, let's start with the definition of a square. That's a crisp. Uh, That's a take crisp. John as well. Locke, for example. That's a, cr- a square oh! is a crisp. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> um, I was trying to in, in, intimate that you were a square, uh, which was mean. I understand that now, and I take it back. But um, uh, they are crisps. They are crisps. You're right there, Chris Ray. Chris Ray. I'm in- <laughs> Chris Ray. I'm, incep- I'm inceptioning you. It's I'm working. inceptioning you. But yeah, they tend to be um, in grids. So 8 by 8, 16 by 16, 32 by 32 tends to be the sort of different resolutions you would operate at to create sprites for video games. Which tends to be the basis for pixel art. Yeah. Well, um, I think we can all say. Thing is, there's no way of being. There's no. Way, I want to be encouraging, but there's no way of being encouraging with also without sounding a little <laughs> condescending. <laughs> like I want to go be for like, it. Just go for it. Um, Stuart, you're doing really you're well. You're doing a great. Stuart, you're, and then ruffle his hair a bit. Yeah, and then go, Stuart. Your little square drawings. They look. They yeah. look really good, Stuart. They look really pretty. What are they? They're good. They're good. They're great. I I think it's it's very good for a first try. (laughs) Uh, I've not I've not seen them. I'm sure they're wonderful. He's done like fifty of them. uh, Genuinely, they are they are actually pretty damn good. I've got to say. So I'm going to check them out. They sound ace. Kudos to you for being um, far too good for us. Way too good for us as a fan. That's a fact. Anyway, so we got we got a couple of um, community uh, hates uh, because you know that's really what we're all about. Andrew writes controversial one, so preparing oh. for the backlash. Oh, here we go! But Almighty, here we go! I think I hate the career of Tom Hardy, <gasps> and he's he's, duck, he's ducking for cover. I don't know if I have any strong feelings. No, about Tom I, don't, Hardy. I can't say I have any strong feelings I, about Tom Hardy. I'm currently watching his new film Capone, and once again he's turning in a performance like a cartoon. Just like he did in The Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk, that's true. That's true. Mad Max, Venom, Legend, The Revenant, oh, Lawless. This is a lot of movies. In all of these films, in none of these films, does he come close to resembling an actual human being, yet people <laughs> still help heap praise on him. He's a great actor, but Inception was a long time ago, and I'm bored of his shtick. And for that, oh. I'm sorry. <gasps> yeah, I mean, I... Ooh. Feel like any Tom Hardy film I've watched has not been because of Tom Hardy. No, like he was in Inception and he was he in was. that. Fine, he was in Dunkirk. Fine. Uh, what else was he in? I've not seen the Dunkirk. Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max. I Mad saw Max. that. I saw that, but he wasn't. I didn't watch it for him. I've not watched Venom. I've not watched the Batman film he was in. He's not an actor not, that I go. I'm going to watch that dreams. movie because that actor is in it. But I rarely um, do that for any actor. I that think. is that is true, pretty much. Yeah, I don't I don't follow actors. I just follow brands. I, would, uh, I, I follow Marvel and, and Star Wars. Jeez. I, I I watch any movie with a Coca Cola 
corporate tie-in. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a can in the background, I'm in. I I I I want to I don't want to like disagree because you can't it's, a, it's an opinion. No, well, no, you can disagree. Yeah, like but, Stop um, trying to pander to people, John. Smash him to bits. I He's only a fan <laughs> of the Ruin show. him, ruin him, John. <laughs> ruin him. Take his legs out. <laughs> you hold him down, I'll work the ribs. Um <laughs> I I um again I've never gone to a movie and gone oh I'm gonna see that because Tom Hardy's in it no but like um every time I've seen a movie that he's in I've gone like he was quite good in that I don't think it's a criticism that his characters are cartoonish because I like cartoons I don't know if I've made this clear on this show well before, we're cartoons right? as well we, and we're we cartoons, cartoons now yeah. so we know what it's like to be a cartoon yes and I think it's fine to be you know a bit a, a little bit two dimensional a little bit larger than life I think that's fine. Um, but I can understand getting bored of that. Like that makes sense. Like if you if you've had enough of seeing the same thing, I don't think it gets to the point that it like affects me. <laughs> could it be? Could it be that the issue here is that Tom Hardy is simply not good at playing gangsters? He does try and do gangsters a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's he's built a career on it. Because right, right, right. Apparently, this Capone movie he's in is not very good. I have really? heard it's not very good. But also. Did he not also appear in a movie about the Cray? And he was twins? both he of played, them. He played, that was legend. That's, that's, that's legend. legend. Yeah. 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 And that was apparently quite bad. So maybe mm. it's when Tom Hardy is being a criminal. Maybe. The thing is, Mad Max is one of my favourite movies. It's a very good movie. Of I like all it, time. I? And I do really like his performance in Mad Max. He's this weird, wide, bug-eyed, kind of slightly mad, which you'd expect from the titular character. But mad in a kind of weirdly subtle way, and he really lets other. I think when he's at his best, here we go. I've nailed it. Here is we go. when is when he's supporting other actors. Yes, like he's really good in Inception because he's supporting other actors. He's really good in Mad Max despite being the lead character because he's supporting other actors. That's when he's at his best, not being the lead. Maybe I've not seen The Revenant, but I've heard people say that he's one of the best bits in it. I have seen The Revenant, and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> And I've not, and I've not seen the Revenant, so we've covered that. We've covered all bases there. There we go, all done. Um, we uh, James, uh, you know, a long-time listener, uh, writes in and says, "I love colon Uncle you love, Roger." He loves colon. He loves colon. No, let me let me rephrase that. I love uh, Uncle Roger. break. Okay, Uncle oh. Roger. Uncle oh. Roger. Who's that? Are we as a group familiar with the work of Uncle Roger? No. No. What are you talking? No, about? I'm not. Mass- I've not seen his work either. He's a YouTuber. Oh, I believe. How many, um, how many dis- dislikes does he have? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Probably, more probably than more than us, but only by virtue of probably being wildly more successful than oh, us. That's, uh, a, that's, that's what success brings. There are there are people more successful than us, are there? I, I've, I've heard, heard hard, hard as it is to oh, imagine. Um, that's, that's a pity. I um God yeah, but I, I was hoping that the two of you would be would know a bit more. No. A bit more about this. No. Uh, I thought you were talking no, all... about either his own uncle or possibly Roger Rabbit. I was all thinking I... of Mr. Rogers. All I know is I think he critiques people trying to cook Asian food. Oh. oh like uh, the video that's been shared is Uncle Roger hate Jamie Oliver egg fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's the video. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure. What do we do? We hate him or do we love him? Do we like. Do we hate he him? loves him. He loves he him. He loves him. Okay. I'm sure he's, why he he's wonderful. Why does he love him? Jamie Oliver came up with an egg fried rice recipe. Uncle Roger don't like. Oh. Niece and nephew, if you want to see Uncle Roger collab with Jamie, please tweet at him and DM him on Instagram. Tell him to be in Uncle Roger video. Who wrote this? 
That's 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 the description for the official video. Oh, oh James didn't write that. No, no, no. James <laughs> James did not write that. There are there is merchandise. Good because buy. the grammar is all over the place. Yeah, you it's can wild. buy uh, iPhone casings. You can buy uh, cups. He he often wears an orange polo shirt by the look of it, and I mean I'm just looking at some of his greatest hits. We've got this Uncle Roger disgusted by this egg fried rice video. Open how old brackets, is BBC is, Food? Is, how brackets. old is Uncle Roger? Does he just talk about egg fried rice then. Um, I think he talks predominantly about like um, Western cooks trying to cook Asian food. Okay. How he's basically he? going like, as an Asian man, I believe this is bullshit. I believe that's what he's kind of saying. Okay. I'm looking him up now. Well, I'll, I'll have, have to. I'll have questions. to trust. Um, I'm watching this silently, that, so I do you. not know. Maybe he's going. This is great. I love everything I'm seeing here, but that's not the general vibe I'm getting. Because when you when you said Uncle Roger and then started talking about egg fried rice, I started thinking about Uncle Ben, um, mm. the the champion of rice. <laughs> the champion of rice, yeah. <laughs> as I believe he's called. <laughs> Uncle Ben, the champion of rice. Um, That's who, much better than what it actually is. Who has been taken off of all the packaging because of the racial stereotype that they yeah. used to uh, to portray their product, which I can t- completely understand. Um, but that was what that was who I was picturing is that that little chap peeking out over a desk, which is I think how he used to look. So now maybe we should all, as homework, watch an Uncle Roger video and actually know what we're talking about by the time we we wouldn't next it, meet. Wouldn't it be? Great. If we had all looked at that before we'd started recording and then it we could actually be, express an opinion. It would be wonderful, wouldn't it? But it again, I'm, I'm again going back to that those shows that are more successful, professional, researched, rehearsed, uh, mm. bigger fan base, uh, more money, merchandise. <laughs> um, they probably would have done that. But yeah. this is gritty. This is honest. This is real. You, you know, we're down in the gutters with yeah. our fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're scooping up cupped hands of we're, li- we're literally touching the stuff that nobody else will yeah and we are putting it on tape forever and we're yeah. putting it on the internet some people would be too <laughs> proud to lie down in the gutter with our fans yeah. where they live but no <laughs> we we had the courage we had the courage to get our fans to lie down in the gutter first and then we lay down on top yeah. of them so we don't get we don't get <laughs> so all we don't the get... on us because we're not wearing the right shoes. We're not wearing the right shoes to go in the gutter, and therefore we we wouldn't go fully in. No. Some people wouldn't have. I'm going to say it. The chutzpah oh. to, to to stand. I didn't. On the I, did, I didn't think. Bed. I didn't think you were going to say chutzpah. If I'm honest. <laughs> to be honest, no. Would not have the courage to stand on the upturned, supplicated bellies of their fans as they lie in a, in a muddy ditch. Yeah. Like no. some people wouldn't do that, but we would. We would. We would do that. I think. That, I think it really speaks to our character. We're not above it, basically. So, so like and subscribe. Who? You, you dicks. <laughs> Who's got a love? I've got a love. Well, it has oh, to be Chris. Because yeah, of format. It's my turn, and Tell I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. Um, I like my it. love is squad numbers. <laughs> which combines my loves of football and remembering stuff that doesn't really matter. I'm going to be honest oh, okay. with you. I feel my investment in this love is going to be low. No, I'm... you're wrong. I need to guess what a squad number is. Okay. So here's my guess. Uh, my guess is a football club yep. has a number of different groupings of players. Okay. This is my guess, right? So maybe they're going up against a fire type team. So they need to have a water type defense kind of thing. Then okay. they'll have that squad number. That's squad number one. And then maybe they're going up <laughs> like an electric type team. And so they need to like adapt their squad so that it's more suitable for mm. that elemental ad- ad- mm. advantage. So then they'll use squad two, which is a different combination of players. Am I right? 
Uh, you are spot on. <laughs> no. Shit. Every player has a squad number, and oh. I used to be quite well known locally for knowing every single one. You say locally? Shit, really? Um, where? Who? In what circle? The man on the street? In, what, in so, Oakman? Well, John, as it may, it may surprise you to learn that I have been on the radio... Um, you have you in have the actually. years before this podcast, and one of my radio shows involved people phoning up to quiz me on squad numbers, and I got all of them right. So, oh my God. Okay. so stick that up your ass. This is literally just the number on a player's shirt. Correct. Basically. I'm going I'm to test you. I'm going to test you. Well, I don't know Here them we all now. Well, here's a question for you. <laughs> but you can test me. I might know some. There, okay, Chris Ray. But, sorry, Nicholas. I have to get this straight first sorry, before you, before you quiz him. Nick, uh, Chris Ray. Mm. There are eleven players on a team. Are there are not? correct. Very good. So surely they are just numbered one no, to eleven. They used to be in the past, and then the commercialization hit, um, and the, all the players have now got registered squad numbers, and people can get their name and number on their backs of their shirts for extra income and the like. And I'm sure there are who's... administration procedures that benefit. Wait, sorry, from who's that whose number? Well, whose number? Name a name Co- a famous football famous football player. And I'll tell you, tell you. No, 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 no. I don't think but I can do that. There's money There's money to be made in getting a particular number on your back. Yeah, so you can, clubs charge roughly £40 for a replica shirt, let's say. Sure. And a, an additional thing fans can do is get the name and number of their favourite player printed on the back, but there is an additional charge for that. Right. So it's, it's like a pound per letter and a fiver per number or something. Okay. But so I like Jack... remembering squad numbers. I think they're very interesting. I don't know why. I've just always found it interesting that I've gone, oh, I wonder what squad number that player will have. Jack I'm a bit Bonham. of a nerd, but I like football, basically. Jack Bonham of Jills. Very good. Number one. Yes. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? And, I, and I, that was the easy one. And that is, that is the easy one because he's the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. So wait, 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 wait. Is the goalkeeper always number one? Usually. I knew that. I knew Usually. that. Although there is a goalkeeper in the Premier League that wears number 11. Okay, here's... Because he's, he's secretly two goalkeepers secret, yeah, in an exactly, overcoat. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's two blokes standing on top of one another, yeah. If you get this, I'm gonna, it's going to blow my mind. Okay. okay, hit me. Robbie Cundy. 25. Fuck me! He's right! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, hang on, Google, help These me are all here. Jill's ones, though. I watch Gillingham twice a week, yeah, so I should yeah. get these. But still, that's a lot of... Like, I watch, I don't know, fucking Power Rangers, and I can't tell you how many stripes the Black Rangers got on his face. Oh, uh, three. <laughs> You're probably right. No, I don't know. I don't know. Matty Wilnock. He's useless. Number seven. He is number seven. This is madness. How, this is, how are you finding like, mad- Where do you go to find this? I just typed in Gillingham FC. I mean, uh, if, if I can't numbers. get the Gillingham squad numbers, I might as well not bother. Um, but I'm but still I, used to know, I used to know every squad number in the whole Premier League. And I used and people would what? quiz me on it, and I would used to get them all. I don't, I don't think I know them all now. But okay, I know, Nick, I know Nick, a few. I've, Nick, I've got Nick, I've got him. You've weakened him up. I've got him on the back foot. Hit me. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely weakened him. Robin, Robin Cock. Who? Uh, plays <laughs> for plays for a notable team up north. Oh, plays for Leeds, number five, I think. Jesus Christ! Yeah. What? <laughs> That's this is this is like a superpower. This is amazing. Yeah. This is genuinely uh, amazing. Stuart, Stuart Dallas, midfielder, fifteen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what does he play for? He plays for Leeds as well. Yeah, these, okay. these are leagues. I went for his his, his anti team yeah. to try and. Uh, oh, the villains! Uh, Ian Ian Paveda Ocampo seven. Good God! Yes. <laughs> this is mad. See, I obviously this do know absolute... some still. It just goes in. I don't know why. I neither does anyone. <laughs> um, 
What's the uh, point of this? What's the point of my brain remembering this, is, this? This is taking up space in your mind. Yeah, I know. More important things could definitely be used for, for this. Like like for choosing shoes, for example. That space could be used for choosing That's the right shoes. That's why I always shoe. wear the wrong shoes, because I'm thinking about what the Leeds United squad numbers are. I'm glad we solved that. Yeah. Charlie, nice. uh, Charlie Cresswell. Oh, God. He's like a... I don't know. He's a youth team player. I don't yeah, know. he doesn't have a photo. There we go. That's uh, how you, you got him. him. Yeah. You got him. <laughs> um, Liam six. Cooper, defender. Six. Good God, yeah. It's a, it's the fact that because we can see Chris Ray at this point, and I'm and, not, and I'm you, not. Looking he's at not googling. It. No, I'm and he's not. not, not he's definitely not googling. But not only that, but there's a confidence about him whenever he says it, as if to say he's like, for fuck's sake, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is this is weird. It is. It's very. That's very much what's going through my head. <laughs> you see, you know, you know, I, you know, Chris Ray. We know you're a. We know you're a football a fan. Mm. Uh, Nick, we know you are um, a gamer, and sure. yet if I ask you to name a Pokemon based on their number. You're not going to be able to do that. Actually, I probably used to be able to do that with the yeah, original exactly. 150. That's the but, this but, kind of information that if I like Pokemon, 15. I would probably remember. Go. No, I don't know. No, he doesn't. I don't know. I'm going to say Weedle. Just I'm going to look on. it up now. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, better not be It right. would be useful if we had the answers in front of us. Weedle, Pokemon. Fuck. No, it's Beedrill. I was really close. <laughs> I was so too off. Was, so, yeah. I was too off. Again, that's very good for a first try. <laughs> okay, Chris. Hit me. Um, Hit me. Kiko Casilla. 13. Yeah, jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, there we go. Okay, well, um, that I'm very impressed, to be Thank honest. Thank you. Despite yeah, not I... having any interest in that particular field, I'm very, very impressed. It, yeah, is, it is, is a combination of sort of liking all the nerdy movies and things like that and liking football. I suppose that's the two worlds colliding to a degree. I mean, it's pretty wild, and you, you've really impressed me. And, and thank and you, John. Says, there's, no, there's really not much need to continue this segment, but Adam Forshaw, uh, number four. Oh, fuck, Forshaw. See? Forshaw, yeah. That's how you know. It's like Michael uh, Scott in The Office, how he remembers things. <laughs> yeah. So green means go, which is to go ahead and not talk about it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, so Nick, do you have a lot? Jack Harrison, midfielder. Jack Harrison wears um, twenty-two. Fuck, good. It's like this you're calling up, It's like you're calling up an image of Jack Harrison. Holton, by the way, just... who listens to this show, will love this. Can he do it? Well, he supports Leeds, right? Uh, so he should be. Should way be too much airtime. <laughs> way too much airtime. My God, that is. Well, I mean, my love can't compare to a genuine fucking superpower, mm. but um, I I love it when everything fits in the board game box. Oh. It's, simple, it's just a simple little thing you get it all out on the table you know and then you look at it and you're like oh god there's like and i'm bad for this because i like i don't remember where things were supposed to go or how they slotted in but when they just go and it's and the box closes and it's closed properly oh oh the feeling though oh i don't want to sound like a dick here we go but respectfully shouldn't it well, no. <laughs> you make a very good point, Chris Ray. You do make a great point because here's the thing: when board games come new, you have to push all the pieces out of those boards. But quite uh, often, they haven't built the inside I of the box well enough to have those loose now have a place. That's, that's are, a good answer. Those are badly designed board games, and I think they do exist. But then there's also the fact that I'm an idiot, which add that into the mix, and you know it's fucking chaos out there. It's chaos. Anything could happen. Yeah. What a, is it? Is it also the case where a board game gives you too much freedom? 
Mm. as to how you can put yes. the bits back in the box. That's a very good point as well, because it's like, this could be for the dice, this could be for the counters, this could be for the pencils. I don't know which... And then I jam the pencils into the wrong hole, and then I can't get them out because they're, like, stuck. Oh, man. Yeah. Nick, you silly doofus. You put the life dice in the life point oh, container. No. Oh, idiot. Whatever next. Yeah. Gosh, it's so embarrassing. I hate to see it. But it does fill me with joy. Do you think of... um? Has there been an encounter in your recent life which is giving you this joy? This kind yes. Of... I recently uh, bought, supported on Kickstarter... And received recently, it took about a year to come, the Scott Pilgrim uh, board game, which uh, which is really, really cool. It's like a sort of, um, it's like all the characters from Scott Pilgrim are all in little hand-painted uh, miniatures. And it's like a battling game where you play either the good guys like Scott and his friends or the evil exes who he has to take on and, and defeat in a kind of like miniature um, combat uh, with superpowers and all sorts of combo attacks and stuff. And there's loads of pieces because there's all the figures and then there's they have like amplifiers and, and stuff on the stage. They can throw at each other and bar stools and tables and all sorts of little bits and bobs. And I was assembling all these bits and I was thinking, this ain't fucking going back in here. This is, this is it. This is, these are going to be out on my table for the rest of my life now. This is it. This is my life. Um, they all went back in. They Brilliant. all went back in. And I, and I assembled them. These are things that I'd had to, they were flat. And I put them together and made little tables and chairs and boxes and all sorts of Someone, things. Someone's thought about that, haven't they? Someone thought about it. Exactly. And it was, and then I closed the lid. It's like shlonk like that, and I was like, "Ooh!" It's yeah. when, it's when you get like, say, an expansion to a game. Yes. And you've got to squeeze it into the original box, and they haven't really thought about how it's going to fit. No, they have not. And it's I'm looking at you, settlers of Catan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're probably listening. To be fair. We uh, we were playing we played a board game uh, the other week uh, and um, we thought we'd emptied the box entirely and then there was a game thing that was like yes and now reach under and get the secret bit oh from goodness. the bottom of your box and we were like what that was amazing whoa what it was like under the tray wasn't it I know and it was like a whole condom full of cocaine it was incredible. <laughs> And, and it made the game taped... so much better. Yeah, someone just taped it under there. It was, it was, it was magical. Yeah. It didn't actually say in the game to uh, to ingest it all at that moment, but we, with the spirit of the game, it's, seemed to suggest it. It certainly did improve the game. It yeah, it did. was just like it was just like there was, you know, there was a spoon, this little bag of white powder, and uh, you know, a kind of syringe. It was, yeah. it was just really intriguing. It. Yeah, a real mystery. Yeah, it's really, it's a great night though. I think. <laughs> I think I can't. I can't really recall. It was all just a bit. All such a blur. Um, my uh, my love is. Uh, it's going to be a quick one because I'm actually a little ashamed of it. Oh, um, okay. This is interesting. Is um, here we go. This is almost like it's like a hi. My name's John, and I think I like fail videos. I love fail videos. I love fail videos. I kind of after my traumatic experience the other week. Where I was half cut and angry. And I'm like, well, I'm not relaxed at all. I completed that game. I need to watch something. And I don't want to think. <laughs> I may have ended up watching some... I like fail videos. Fail videos. I think they're funny. As long as the person doesn't get properly hurt. Yeah, that's, that's the line for me. And presumably because the video has been sent in, they weren't. Although I, although I can't validate that. Can't, can't know for sure, but like... There's a lot of them out there that are deliberately like like skate fails, for example, where people are falling over in skate parks and stuff. Yeah, I find those very, a little very, they're yeah. a bit difficult because they funny. are funny because people falling of, over is very funny. I'm kind of aware that 
I was watching it going like, I think I'm a bad person for mm. watching these, but yeah. right now this is exactly what I need. Because I think, Nick, about a couple of years ago now, you you turned me on to this amazing kind of like win channel. See, this is what I like. Like wins were a direct reaction to fails. Yeah. I think yeah. it was like and seeing people do something incredible and pull it off. Um, and, I and they really are so like much wins. better. There's this amazing channel, and they do like a monthly kind of, and they're really well edited together. But yeah, like, they're really good. A, a monthly compilation of just people doing incredible things, and it's and it's it is so much better than a fail video. It I'm is. not proud to say <laughs> that I watched like half an hour worth of, of fail videos, but well, I think that's John, where I was at that point in history. I think liking fail videos is like when on a show called Hate Hate Wins. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. 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 And, but I have discovered that apparently if you own a CCTV camera outside your house, mm. it is not a matter of if, but a matter <laughs> oh, of yeah. when. Someone, you will, will f- someone will do something. Yeah, but, but also, why is it that apparently people will just park their... Ca- like, every video, 90% of those videos are derpy derpy derp. Oh, I'm driving home. Oh, got out of the car. Don't need to put the handbrake on. It'll be fine. Yeah. A second later, that car is just gone. Yeah. Yeah. forever why is it 90 percent of videos yeah or or you get the great like cctv out the front of a uh, of your house and it's just a kid on his bike and he just stacks it right in front of the house and it's just there's no reason why it's there it's just bam he's on the ground it's hilarious those are great as well because somebody had to look back through presumably like eight hours of Days. footage when nothing happened to find the kid falling on their face every week you must you must scrub through all <laughs> the footage of that week to see if you've got any gold in there, because you could get 250 quid. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I feel like I would be almost want a god-awful calamity to befall someone <laughs> outside my house, just so I could cash in. I mean, yeah. that's why you wax that pavement every yeah. day. Oh, you got it. I am now, actually, um, we, Ali and I have actually discussed about getting a camera for the front of our house. Um, because uh, there's been some reports of some uh, some pests. Of camera, th- camera theft. People stealing cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and this is the exact moment they take it. Look, there it goes. Yeah. Gone forever. But um, but yeah, I think this is a great opportunity to potentially try and, you know, find some of that gold. But, you, but yeah, you say that, but it is now only a countdown to the point where you, you, it will be like you in your dressing gown early morning and you're like, oh, I'll just take this out to the bin. <laughs> And you know yeah. that's going to end with you with your head in a flower pot yeah. and your ass in the air. I mean, if you could do it on purpose but make it look convincing, that would still do the job. That's true, yeah, but it might damage my um, my hard-soled slippers, which yeah. I don't want to you do. You don't want to damage your slippers because that is a minefield. Yeah, but that is. I don't want them to last. It's, it's kind of right what you're saying. Like that, It's definitely like the definition of a guilty pleasure. And I don't, I don't like seeing people get hurt. That's not fun. I kind of do get a little bit of schadenfreude when, when I go like, huh, yes. When, when somebody doesn't put the handbrake on, I'm like, well, that's that's just silly. You you deserve that. But occasionally you get moments of, well, I don't know if it's a fail or a win. It's more just like weird shit caught on CCTV. Like there was an amazing one where it was really grainy footage and a guy was clearly like robbing a department store or something. It was like late at night and he'd broken in. And what's happening is like the the police have arrived and, they, and it's in America and they've got guns and they're like clearly searching the building. So he bursts into this dark room. It's all dark and grey and grainy. And you see him go like, oh, where? Oh, looking left, looking right. Tries the door. Oh, I can't get through there. Uh, tries another room. Oh, that's a dead end. Uh, and, he's, and you can clearly someone's coming. And he, uh, and he just runs into a corner in this nearly like dark room and picks up 
a jumper <laughs> on a on a hanger and just holds it in Brilliant. front of his face. And he's just standing in the corner with like this this sweater just kind of like hanging in front of his face. And the, the SWAT team kind of comes into the room with their like they've got torches on their heads and they're like sweeping every corner, looking around. They walk <laughs> out of the room, walk back in a second later, and then go uh, 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 and shut the door behind him and leave. Amazing. And he's literally just standing in the corner. This is not a fail. That's a hero. That's right kind there. of a win. <laughs> maybe it's a fail on part of the SWAT team. Maybe, it's a, maybe a so. Both, yeah. Yeah. But that's the moment where you go like, okay, God, thank you. Well, that is, yeah, that no, is, that's that a is sign. pure luck, isn't it? Pure luck. That no, is, that is quite I, I, powerful. That's when you quit while you're ahead. That's when you go, I'm re- I'm hanging up my burgling gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to put on my doctor did gloves. He, did I'm he take go the jumper heal. with him or did he put it back? You know, I don't know. It didn't, didn't really that's continue his the narrative. Yeah, I think I would keep that jumper. It was a lucky jumper. Yeah, that's his lucky jumper, yeah. Yeah, I would never not wear that yeah. jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when SWAT teams are around. Oh, my God. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. my love. I'm I'm genuinely not that proud of it, but No, I, I enjoy watching them. I don't I don't seek them out, but if they're on the feed, then I'll I'll watch them. Mm. So there we go. There we go. Um difficult difficult time difficult time gentlemen um what won this week was it hate or was it love oh. i'm going to go with love because of chris's superpower okay i'm i'm going i'm going to give chris raver power this week i'm going to go with hate well i always go with hate and i feel like recently we've been told that we've gone with love more often than hate and for those two reasons but mainly the first one i'm going <laughs> to go with hate fair enough and I'm actually, for once, I'm actually glad that hate won because I feel I don't want, I don't want to reward my love of of fail mm. videos. I feel that's a bad thing, and I want to nip it in the bud. I think karma would come after you, to be honest. I think we've done that effectively. Well done. Well no, done, no, it's power. It's power. It's power. Good it's work, powerful. everyone. So I, I guess we should probably just just because it bears repeating, um, a massive thank you to Harry. For yes. Amazing, uh, deep blue ink. Amazing work on uh, the animation. Please, please, please go find him on YouTube. Send him some love. It's just astonishing work. He's done loads of other animations uh, for for like other other less significant podcasts than ours, yes. obviously. But but you know. Oh yeah, no. I, I feel I feel um, I feel uh, his channel really, you know, really kind of skyrocketed when yeah. when a show called Hate kind when of. Um, Bear in mind that based, but compared to all the other videos. Uh, on his channel, we get far fewer viewers and are therefore far superior. Yeah. It's really like a quality, not a quantity kind of thing, I feel. Because we've got fewer viewers, we've got fewer dislikes. Yeah, it's wonderful, yeah. That's how the algorithm works. It's not my fault. I feel like generally when you're comparing viewing figures, our numbers are generally higher. We just have fewer zeros behind them Mm, than those other channels, which is... I know nobody wants zeros, do they? Zeros mean nothing, so... Zeros are invisible. I'm not a mathematician, but it's just not really a thing. (laughs) Uh, I guess also, hello, hello to anyone who's who's gotten on board uh, either because of, of the previous animation or because of this one, or, you know, maybe you've come across from YouTube or whatever... Hello. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of glad to have you. Welcome aboard. It would have been good well, to open with train. hello rather than when we're leaving. No, but yeah. this is like the acid test because if they can live if they can live through you insulting, uh, you know, every, uh, every everyone <laughs> and, and the rest. It's a Venn diagram. You if they can live through that. 
if they can live through um, an hour and 42 minutes of our nonsense, mm. this is their reward. Oh, what a, like their kind of... And what a reward. Thank you. Um, but yeah, True. come join Come join the Facebook community. We're, uh, we, we're, we're nice. We yeah, nice if you post chicken. there, we might, when we can be asked, read out your, uh, your hates and loves. And the more of those we get, potentially, the more often we'll actually get into the hang of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Not to put it on you, but... <laughs> It's all well, look, okay. Okay, bear in mind that we've got a new vibrant uh kind of unsullied audience. Yes. We've got we got to end on a high like we always do. And that way is uh trombone solo, I guess. That's pretty weak. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs>